You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Out with the old and in with the new. Start your new year with Yahoo Small Business with everything you need to start and grow your business. Find a domain, get a business email, and create a new professional website. Have a business idea and don't know where to start? Visit www.yahoosmallbusiness.com. Hip dips versus love handles. Hip dip surgery. Celebrities with hip dips. How to get rid of hip dips. Are hip dips attractive? Hip dip trend. Violin hips? I hate my hip dips. Models with hip dips. Do hip dips go away with age? Hip dip on one side. Can you have plastic surgery to get rid of hip dips? When I typed hip dips, these are the popular searches that came up. Guess what we're going to get into it, kids? Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. Are you ready? appropriate for us as a message um then the only song i can really kind of think of welcome friends to a brand new episode it's been a while since i've released a full episode and in truth i'm a bit Nervous, but super excited. How's everyone been? What's your news? How's it hanging? To the left, to the right, to the, to the center? <laughs> you know, it's been nine months that Beauty Unlocked has been, I don't know, on air. I have no clue. <laughs> like, it's, it's been up, running. <laughs> and I still don't know how to open this damn show. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like the worst host. Oh my goodness. But either way, I hope everybody's doing well. I'm not going to spend too much time doing a kind of house cleaning. So it's going to be quick. This is the only time or anything is going to actually be quick. <laughs> First of all, I would like to thank each and every one of you for the endless support that you're showing Beauty Unlocked for listening to me with my shenanigans and fuckery. In all honesty, I don't even have that much patience to deal with my own fuckery and shenanigans. And I'm surprised you do. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the show, for joining the Facebook page, for growing our family on Instagram. You guys are honestly awesome. And obviously for the month of October, which was hands down, the best month, especially um, our special October episodes were a hit. And I have some surprises coming for you guys. So stay tuned for that. To anybody else that's just tuned in to this episode, I'm Carissa, host of Beauty Unlock, the podcast. I should have said that in the beginning. But thank you for tuning in. It means so much. If you would like to support the show by leaving a some coin on the dresser you can always check out patreon what is it patreon.com forward slash beauty unlocked 
I'm always coming up with new content. I might not post on time. That that's that's because me myself and I we have this internal struggle and so we're always you know, but we do post. So check us out on patreon.com forward slash beauty unlocked. Um, another way you can support the show is by leaving a review. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can just type in Beauty Unlocked and just write a short review. That helps the show. It drives it up the charts and others will discover Beauty Unlocked so they can join the Beauty Unlocked family. So much appreciated if you could just go to Apple Podcasts and leave that. Rate and review us. Leave that little review. Not a whole paragraph. Just say it's a it's an awesome show. I don't know. It's a brilliant show. Carissa's a bane in the ass, but we love her show. I don't know. Anything. Anything. It doesn't matter. All right, that's enough with the house cleaning. You're not here for that, I know. I hope you're ready for this episode because we're going to talk about hip dips, honey. All right, so most of you might be familiar with the term violin hips or hip dips, or maybe you've never heard of them, and I'm going to bring up a whole bunch of stuff where you're going to be like, what the fuck? You didn't even know that this was part of our modern-day vernacular because (laughs) guess what? Every day there's something new that comes up, some new kind of terminology where you're thinking, where the hell do people, how do people come up with this shit? Like, seriously. By the way, for all our new listeners out there, um, uh, just a warning that I do have quite a sailor's mouth and I would like to apologize, but there are times, there are times where you just, you just, your face just pretty much says it all. And what it says is, what the fuck? So I came across the term violin hips, I think it was about three, four years ago, and I read the article, I don't remember what article it was, and it was explaining what violin hips, what what they are. And in all honesty, I was just like, okay, that's what it is. Well, everybody's, everybody's body is different. Everybody's body is, has a different shape, and that's okay. Like, I didn't give it second thought. And then recently... I came across it more and more and more, especially when I was just doing random searches for the show and whatnot. And then the term kept on popping up. Hip dips, hip dips, how to get rid of your hip dips. Um, You know, um, exercises or 10 exercises to get rid of hip dips. And I was like, what the hell is happening? Seriously. And then I found out that unfortunately people have, I guess, noticed it more and more and you know, of course, in our comparison culture, where we compare our lifestyles, everything, our eating habits, our exercising habits, our, our financial status, our whatever, you know, status, we're, we're always comparing. People are starting, well, not that people are just starting now, but they're starting to compare, again, their bodies down to every minute detail, even down to hip dips, whether they have them, who has them, what they are, how can you get rid of them? And then there's, of course, people who start selling things like get rid of your hip dips. Uh, I don't know, surgery to get rid of hip dips, you know, all these kind of things. And of course, of course, that feeds onto our insecurities. And there you go. That's how, you know, they 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 dare profit from our supposed insecurities that they started <laughs> putting into our minds because before nobody gave second thought to hip dips. All of a sudden, it's this huge thing of how the hell to get rid of them. Let's get into like what hip dips are and if you can get rid of them. Hint, hint, you can't. So I found 
tons of articles, but I narrowed it down to two of them. And the third one I'm going to post up onto our Facebook page. So head on over to our Facebook page and, you know, like our page so that you can uh, check out the article that I found um, that I won't be mentioning today. But I found two articles. One is called Hip Dips, Why You Get Them and Why They're Really Not a Bad Thing. And the other one that I found was your hip dips are not a problem and they don't need to be fixed. So the first article, Hip Dips, Why You Get Them and Why They're Really Not a Bad Thing, um, was written by Emma Pritchard um, July 21st of this year. So taking over from thigh gaps, Toblerone tunnels, and ab cracks. See, you know, I, I don't even know. Like Toblerone tunnels, ab cracks, what the hell? Who comes up with these things? Doesn't matter. Let's just get into it. Hip dips, as in those gentle inward curves found below your hips and above your thighs, are the latest body part that we've seemingly become obsessed with. It's everywhere. According to Google data, the interest in hip dips or violin hips, to use their other name, has doubled in the last month. Essentially, if you found yourself typing how to get rid of hip dips, then you're not alone and you're in the right place. Double win. Your hip dips may be pronounced or they may be subtle. But if you've scrolled past fitness posts that suggest hip dips are a cause for concern and have been wondering whether you should switch up your training program to change their appearance, keep reading. Trust me, we will. Here's your hip dips all you need to know. So what the hell are hip dips? I keep on mentioning it. Hip dips, hip dips, hip dips. Here we go. Hip dips are naturally occurring inward curves. And this is what David Weiner says and he's a training specialist for the freeletics fitness app um so let me just let me just say that again hip dips are naturally occurring naturally occurring what causes hip dips hip dips are caused by the shape of your pelvis wait what yes hip dips are caused by the shape of your pelvis Although not everyone will have noticeable hip dips, if reduced to a skeleton, all of us would have an indentation where the hip bone meets the top of the thigh. Hip dips are a normal part of your body's structure. Can you imagine? So, all of us have it. All of us. Because it's the shape of your pelvis. Or of our pelvis. Pelvis. (laughs) I can't speak. I'm triggered a bit. I'm so triggered. But um, I'm going to leave that for the final thoughts. <laughs> Continuing with the article, are hip dips good or bad? A common misconception is that hip dips or a lack of hip dips are a sign of how healthy you are. However, as already ascertained, hip dips are associated with the shape of your bones, something which cannot be changed. The shape of your bones... Something which cannot be changed. I love how I have to repeat myself because I'm just like, put that in your mind, Carissa. And because your pelvis is unique and will look completely different to those of all the other women at the squat rack, so too will your hip dips. I wonder if, if, if men actually worry whether or not they have hip dips. But all right. Does everyone have hip dips? 
Hip dips are not a sign of being healthy, unhealthy, overweight, or underweight. And this is what Weiner says. Although the amount of body fat you have can make hip dips more noticeable, and they can be the result of having a higher level of muscle mass, it's important to remember that hip dips are a part of your bone structure. And while you can enhance your body shape through exercises and diet, I hate that word diet, but all right, you cannot change your bone structure. You cannot change your bone structure. How to get rid of hip dips. While exercising to build muscle mass and reduce fat can help minimize their appearance, it won't make them completely go away. Plus, avoiding exercises that work your quads and hip flexors to focus on exercises that work your backside, thus avoiding the dips, you could be doing yourself more harm than good. Why? Because injuries often happen when you overwork one body part and don't work on your weaknesses. Final word, hip dips. Should I worry? In a word, no. Obsessing over any part of your body, especially those which cannot be changed, is potentially very damaging to your health. It's important for women to learn to love their body rather than being continually determined to change it. And this is what uh, Weiner says. So the second article I found, as I mentioned, was your hip dips are not a problem and they don't need to be fixed. And this was written by, and I'm sorry if I seriously, I'm going to butcher this name. Um, Diora Shadijanova. So sorry. Um, so this our article was last updated uh, August the 19th of this year. And she says, like most people, I didn't realize I had hip dips until I saw someone else freaking out about them on social media. In 2017, she says, I, uh, I joined a Facebook fitness group with more than 20,000 members and began to see daily posts from girls saying things like, Please tell me there is a solution to these hip dips or whatever is going on with my butt. I didn't realize it looked that bad until I tried on these trousers. Or another comment was, anyone here have hip dips and was able to transform them? Help. What exactly is a hip dip? Also sometimes referred to when I said violin hips. So this is how the article says, it's just a saccharine term for describing the indentation, as we mentioned, that may or may not exist between your hips and your thighs. Some people have them, some people don't. There's nothing wrong with them either way. Yet somehow, hip dips have entered the insidious body sh shaming realm of thigh gaps and ab cracks. Either an unattainable aspiration or a problem area, which I think we can all agree is a notion that belongs in a bygone era of calorie counting. The article continues by saying relentless negative self-talk about body image would affect anyone's mental health. So the writer says, so sensibly, I muted the group and tried to forget about it. But years on, I couldn't shake the feeling that something was wrong with my hips because once I had seen the supposed problem area, I couldn't unsee it. Since then, I have come across hundreds of young women obsessed with the shape of their hips. All you have to do is search the term hip dips on any social media platform and you'll be flooded with posts containing negative self-talk from Instagram's before and after images, which are probably airbrushed anyway, to thousands of YouTube videos and articles giving you 10 steps to get rid of hip dips for good. It, it's, you can't, uh, anyway, okay. I'm gonna leave that for, for the end. Now, hip dips and the debate surrounding them are nothing new, nor is the notion that hip dips are supposedly a problem needing to be corrected. This mentality has become so entrenched that there is now even a hip dip body positivity movement, which seeks to rehabit 
rehabilitate the conversation around this body part, which, let's face it, should never have been maligned in the first place. Kind of got lost there for a moment because I was like, maligned in, wait, what? <laughs> ah, reading, seriously. So the article, what I what I liked about this article was that there are people who um, talk about their personal experiences and everything. And it says, however, none of this is to say that the conversation about hip dips isn't impacting young women um, like me negatively. Uh, Serena, a 23-year-old university graduate, first heard about hip dips on Instagram. Um, and it was the Instagram feed of uh, Kyla Itzines. I'm not too sure if you guys know her, but she is a fitness influencer. And she does have a massive following. I mean, we're talking about somewhere about 12 or 13 million followers. So she, she has quite the following. Anyway, so she continues to say in the article, she posted on her story and said something like, you guys have been asking me about hip dips and different exercises to combat them. And I literally had to go and Google to see what she meant, Serena tells me. At that moment, I thought, oh my God, I've got hip dips and it's something I need to work on. I didn't even realize it was a problem area. <sighs> Another young woman, Yara, a 26-year-old scientist, had a similar experience to Serena in that she also noticed discussions around hip dips online before she began to scrutinize her own body. People were talking about hip dips uh, hip dips and fitness pages said things like how to get rid of hip dips, she explains to me. Then I started seeing it mentioned in magazines along foods to eat and to avoid, which is ridiculous because biologically speaking, it's the shape of your hips and nothing to do with how you eat or exercise. It continues to say that as a scientist with a more than cursory understanding of the human body, Yara knew it made no logical sense, but she still worries. I still feel insecure because the people you see on social media, magazines, and TV don't have hip dips. As a result, Yara is hypervigilant about what she wears. She tends to avoid fitted clothing that might show or emphasize her hips. Most of the women I spoke to about hip dips mentioned celebrities with hourglass figures as the main reason body ideals have changed, thus fueling the desire to fix their hip dips. Unsurprisingly, the Kardashians came up in conversation a lot. So the writer um, talks to um, a personal trainer, Hannah Lewin, and this uh, personal trainer has been training women for over five years. And like we said before, just like Weiner said, getting rid of them is pretty much impossible. Like we said, it's all about bone structure and it's the shape of your pelvis. And again, like Lewin, this personal trainer, does say that you can exercise them, but you can't get rid of them. There's no, there's no way you can change the look or shape of your hips. Um, it says hip dips are essentially part of your bone structure and you can't change your bone structure. Uh, then it continues to say, so if hip dips are entirely biologically occurring, why are we being sold products and exercise regimes to target this area? I love this. I love this answer because it's so on point. Hannah believes, uh, and this is the personal trainer, Hannah believes it's down to the entire industry based on toxic diet culture. People will always make money off of other people's insecurities. And we did mention this in episode, I believe, 30. Ah, so, yeah. Um, whether it's fitness influencers on Instagram, companies doing diet injections, diet injections, hold up, there's diet injections, I didn't even know about this, or selling detoxes, or basically teas that detox. So there's a lot of money to be made in selling or promoting products to impressionable people. 
Ah, Hannah tells me that she has seen an increase in clients asking to get rid of hip dips in the past few years, but tries to stay away from focusing on aesthetics in her training and helps client, uh, clients build strength instead. In the uh, if the obsession seems severe, she may even tell them to seek further psychological help. So this is where the writer does reach out to a Dr. Elena Turoni, a, con a consultant psychologist and co-founder of My Online Therapy, to ask what kind of psychological issues may be at play here. If someone is getting obsessive about a particular part of their body, then it suggests an unhealthy body image. Childhood experiences, self-esteem, and the extent to which someone considers their body to be their main sense of identity and self-worth can all play a role in determining whether someone is vulnerable to developing problems with body image. Dr. Taroni worries that pervasive narratives of so-called self-improvement can lead to body dysmorphia, which we did discuss in episode, I believe, was it two? Episode two, where we talked about body dysmorphia or body dysmorphic disorder and also about Snapchat dysmorphia. Uh, so self-improvement can lead to body dysmorphia or eating disorders. This might present itself as excessive exercising, taking laxatives, binging and vomiting, limiting food intake and obsessing over one's appearance. So Diora, the writer, um, interviews another uh, young woman, Rosie, who is 29. And she says tell, uh, she tells me that she is ashamed to admit how much her hip dips have affected her. I bought padded hip pants because I wanted to wear American Apparel disco pants and look like the models who had no hip dips. She reflects before telling me that she has even looked into surgery, such as liposuction or implants, to fill in the dip and achieve a rounder, curvier look. So then we talk to a general practitioner, Dr. Jane Leonard, uh, and she's also a cosmetic doctor. She says that she tells me that she re uh, that requests for hip dip surgery to smooth out the dip um, are becoming more and more popular in her practice. This, she says, is a recent development. However, she stresses that psychological links need to be explored by the practitioner, doctor, or surgeon performing the procedure, and that it's important to explore any indications of body dysmorphia beforehand. The very fact that this is happening, uh, is happening sorry, explains the need for the body positive movement around hip dips. But it's important that we continue to interrogate the way that society routinely picks and chooses women's body parts as diet culture's next victim. And we, we also discussed this also in episode 30. If you haven't uh, already, go and check out episode 30. Very insightful episode. Not, not because I'm trying to be biased or anything, but it really is an insightful episode. Episode 30. Go check it out now. So... Hannah believes that Instagram has contributed to this problem specifically, affecting what results her clients are looking for and what they feel is realistic. I feel that before people would have a fitness goal and it was personal, they'd say I want to start running or I have an idea of how I want my body to look, she tells me. But now people are scrolling through Instagram, putting aside their genetics and bio, uh, biomechanics and wanting to look like someone else entirely. The Discover feed is like a catalog of bodies where you can pick how you want to look. Oh, come on. I, 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 anyway, Hannah believes our quick fix culture and the availability of fillers and apps like Facetune might also be having an impact. She's also concerned that unqualified fitness influencers are promoting information that's not entirely accurate. Genuine long-term fat loss is really hard work, she adds. 
Quick fixes are effectively used to make money. There's no real concern for the user and how it might impact them. So damn true. But we are pushed by greed, aren't we? So how do we start moving away from the toxic messaging uh, around hip dips? Dr. Taroni thinks we need to chip away at the concept of the perfect body because it doesn't exist and encourage a relationship with our body that is loving and accepting, focused on health and balance rather than perfection, aka body neutrality. We've spoken about body neutrality and I forgot the episode, but we've spoken about this. She recommends unfollowing any brands on social media that imply that anyone needs to change or improve themselves and instead engage in activities that bring us more in touch with our bodies, like body scan meditations, yoga, and exercise. As we know, body types mostly come down to genetics. Love, compassion, and acceptance should be the primary message we're sending out, both to ourselves and others, she concludes. Social media users like Serena want more honesty and transparency from the people promoting workouts targeting specific areas, while Yara thinks we need more offline conversations about hip dips from people who are knowledgeable. I don't want people just to say, ooh, I don't feel insecure about hip dips when they actually do. I think it's about talking openly and addressing the fact that people are now insecure about this area, but also addressing that it's a normal phenomenon. She wants to hold influencers and personal trainers accountable. First of all, personally, people don't even want to hold themselves accountable. So, <laughs> ah, so personal trainers accountable for spreading misinformation and for mainstream media to acknowledge that this is actually a really damaging issue, which is causing real harm to young women. So what I enjoyed really about the first article is that it answers those specific questions what are hip dips can we get rid of them are they a problem are they a good or bad thing um can we get rid of them finally which is a big no you cannot because it's the shape of your pelvis and what i enjoyed about the second article was that we talked to psychologists we talked to personal trainers again as well and they we also well not that we not that i but the writer also uh talks to young women and how it's affected them and how they feel insecure about their hip dips, but they didn't even know what it was until, again, it was shown to them as a problem area, apparently a problem area. I cannot believe even down to our, like, our skeletal structure, it's a problem area. Like, no, no, your, your skeletal structure is all wrong. Like, what the, what the hell? This is what's mind-boggling to me, and what I find, digging deeper and deeper and doing the research for this show, it's really eye-opening, and I'm thinking, all those years, and I'm not saying I, I'm not guilty of this anymore. I, I am also. Sometimes I do have the negative self-talk, or sometimes... You know, I don't, I can't do, I can't practice body positivity, so I practice body neutrality. I go from one to the next, you know, where I just accept my body. And I'm like, you know what, takes me from point A to point B, and that's awesome for me, you know. And then there's other days where I'm like, yes, you're slaying it in your fucking pajamas, Carissa. But going back to what I wanted to say originally is that all these years, and I know I'm not the only one, spent dissecting every part and every inch of my body not the hip dip part, because I'm just like, well, that's how my pelvis is. But before that, dissecting every part of my body saying, this is not right. This is not right. Your boobs aren't like, aren't supposed to be the way they are. They're supposed to be up to your nose, all perky and shit. And I don't know, my labia isn't the like right size or some bullshit, you know, the years of negative self-talk and dissecting my body. And at the end, it's because 
I was shown apparently a certain image and we're all shown a certain image of perfection, the perfect body, and it doesn't include everybody else's body. And then we think that there's something wrong with us and we're ashamed and we go on endless diets and endless detoxes and endless this and endless that. And at the end, there's somebody who's profiting from this. They profit from our loathe, our self-loathing and our negative, our negative talk. And it's like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with us. And it's like um, the article mentioned it. The article said, um, but it's important that we continue to interrogate the way that society routinely picks and chooses women's body parts as diet culture's next victim. And it makes you really, really think. It really does. And it puts a lot of things into perspective. And it's just very insightful because we're just like, oh my God, they, they, they profit from our our negativity and especially negativity towards ourselves which is the worst but then again hu- not everyone but human nature is that it's like the greed and it's just it's feeding off of the worst of our society they feed off of our insecurities that they placed onto us from before well guess what your stretch marks are a problem you should try to get rid of those which you know you can't (laughs) and hip dips you should get rid of those the thing is you can't um and it would be nice to hold these social media influencers personal trainers that you know are on social media as well accountable the thing is that they don't hold themselves accountable. They're just driven by greed. And they just kind of buy into this toxic diet culture and this toxic culture um, altogether. And it's just, it's sad. But guess what? At the end of the day, it's down to us to make those decisions. If we want to change or tweak something in our lifestyle, do it. Do it for yourself, though. Don't do it for anyone else. Don't do it because somebody who has 12 million or, I don't know, 100 million followers, I have no clue, um, tells you that this is a problem and you need to go and fix it. No, 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 no. Whatever you do, whatever changes you make in life, make sure that it's be- it's down to you. You want to make the change. You want to, like, adopt healthier a healthier lifestyle and by healthier we mean maybe doing like you know going for a walk or going whatever not to say I want my body to look like this like it was said in the article that Instagram is a catalog of bodies and you get to choose which one you want no you don't get to choose which one you want because I even mentioned this on on one of the podcasts that I was a guest on it's down to even if we ate, everybody around the world ate the same thing and exercised the same amount we would still have different bodies and it's down to our genetics our body our skeletal structure our morphology it is what it is so it's down to us to unfollow those people that make us feel uncomfortable where they say you have a problem you need to fix it you have this you need to fix it you have hip dips fix this no 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 unfollow those accounts take care of yourself follow accounts that promote a healthy mindset not a mindset of jealousy and comparison and envy and this that and the other So at the end of the day, we can't hold account. Well, we can't tell these like social media influencers to be accountable for what they say. I mean, we can, but, you know, at the end of the day, we can't make them change their way of thinking, their opinion or whatever. So what can we do? It's down to us. It's down to us to just unfollow and say, you know what? I don't want to partake in this negativity anymore. I want a healthier mindset. And I'm going to make the changes necessary. So unfollow all those accounts that don't make you feel good about yourself. 
With all that being said, I hope you enjoyed our comeback. <laughs> Remember to stay tuned as I'm planning some surprises for December because tis the festive season again very soon. Um, and keep an eye out on, on, on our Instagram page. Um, follow us on Instagram, Beauty Unlocked Podcast. Follow our Facebook page, Beauty Unlocked the Podcast. Everywhere you can find us, it's Beauty Unlocked the Podcast. Oh, and follow our YouTube channel too because I... Um, I make some surprise vi uh, videos there too. With all that, I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely weekend because I am dropping this on Friday. A lovely weekend, a safe weekend, and you will hear from me again next Friday. Bye. Wow. can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.